Hello and welcome to In The House Sports with Jay. And Jay, hello from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. What's up? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to In The House Sports with Jay and Jay. It is Saturday, March 6th, 2021, and there's still COVID, but we have four vaccines in Canada, so maybe by the time, I don't know, I was going to say a year, we, we started our podcast April, end of April. I'm not going to be getting my vaccine by then. But well, somebody you, somebody well, close to me has got both vaccines. Hey, well, maybe you will get Dr. yours. Dr. J, anyway. Well, maybe you will get yours sooner than you think. Hopefully. Anyway, welcome to No Sports with J&J. It is, as I said, March 6th, first episode of March. Our, this is, we've got, we've done a podcast in every episode of the year now. This is our last month, March. Started in April. First month was April. Now our last month is March. I, I, look, I looked up uh, athletes with a number 46. There's not that big of names. And the Who was the came? biggest name? Andy Pettit is a name for me. The Yankee pitcher? Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of big names. Not like Donovan Mitchell at 45. And, um... Well, who's going to pick Donovan Mitchell in our draft, at least? He was like the last pick in the actual NBA All-Star draft. But we're going to start. We're going to come to basketball in a second. We're going to start with golf. And uh, we're pretty excited because our Canadian guy, Corey Connors, is right in the mix for the Arnold Palmer in Arnold Palmer Invitational. Third round just ending a couple hours ago. And, Dad, you can start us off. Arnold Palmer, Jacob. And you have his autograph. I do. I sent a uh, fan mail letter to him. And... Um, I actually got it, I think, in 20, about five years, six years ago, 2015. He, he passed away in 2017. I got it a couple years before he passed. I was going to say, you got it not that far, not that long before he passed on. So, so yes, he's a legend. So, uh, Corey Connors, one stroke back uh, today at a nice round of 71 and uh, made some nice short putts to save par in several holes. The guy seems very confident, calm, cool, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, really got to like his demeanor. Uh, Corey Connor from Ontario, Canada, small town. Uh, I can't remember the name town. Listowel or Listowel, small small town. And he turned pro in 2015. I believe currently number 54 in the world. Uh, so definitely a name to reckon with. And of course, he got his one and only win uh, almost two years ago in uh, the Valero Texas Open. Uh, of note, he's got a new caddy, and his name is Danny Saul. S A H L. He's from Edmonton. Uh, I believe he was also a golfer, never got to the PGA, uh, played on the, maybe the web.com or what they called it back then. Yeah, uh, Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, yeah, but Danny Saul, and I guess Danny Saul, he's only been his caddy since January, so only the last three months, and he's apparently been really helping uh, Corey to read the greens better. And, um, you know, he's always been a good ball striker as far as making the fairways and getting on the green, but if he can get his putting going, and it seems to be working quite well this week, uh, then maybe Danny saw uh, you know a nice uh, addition to the team of Corey Connors. Of note, uh, he's got some pretty cool um, eyeglasses. Uh, Danny saw. Did you notice those, Jacob? I didn't. I did not. I you, did not notice that. You got to notice, and they take reckon of the. Um, the Are they as cool as Phil Mickelson's sunglasses? You no, know, they're very different. They're really very like. different. They're round, they're large glasses. They're large. Are they, are they glasses or sunglasses? To me, they look like maybe a combination of both, but nothing else for eye You gotta see Danny Saul's eyeglasses. Uh, so we will be cheering for uh, Danny. Before the before the round uh, started, one of my running buddies, uh, Steve-O, I did note uh, to me earlier this morning before the round that there's many international players on the leaderboard. We've got Lee Westwood, who's leading, hasn't been leading at 
tournament, I think, in almost eight years. And you've got uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Rory. You're one of your favorite players, Rory. And you got uh, Jazz. I'm going to have you say the last name from Thailand. Uh, from Thailand, Jazz Janowa Tanonon. He's been uh, plays on on and off. I think on the European tour, and then and another from one. South, and from South, South Africa, Africa, you have Christian Bezedenhout from. So uh, you got, of course, the Americans sprinkled in there. So we look so forward to golf tomorrow. What's yeah. What's the most? In, there's a couple of really interesting things about what you're saying with the international players. Did you know that the past five winners of this tournament have all been non-American? Incredibly. Jason Day, 2016. Mark Leishman, 2017, both from Australia. Rory McIlroy of Northern Ireland in 2018. Cool. Francesco Molinari of Italy in 2019. And Tyrrell Haddon of England in 2020. Like, I don't know if there's any other tournament that's gone five years, maybe ever. I don't know. This would have to do, take some research. Five mm -hmm. years without having an American winner. And there's been American winners, of course, every year. Oh, Canada. Uh, or, or American winners for, um, like, who won most of the like of the big tournaments. Brandon Grace did win um, a tournament last week, but it was the alternate field, or it was like a smaller field who wasn't playing in the WGC. But guess what? Tiger Woods, this is incredible as well. Tiger Woods has won this tournament eight times. Like, play how many players have won eight tournaments in oh. their career? Tiger Woods has won this tournament eight times, wow. Wow. including four times in a row from 2000 to 2003, uh, two times uh, consecutively, 2008, 2009, and then 2012, 2013. Uh, after that, in 2014 and 2015, uh, that was Matt Every who won back-to-back -back as well. But this could be another year, as you were saying, about the, an international That's field that there might not be an American winner. But the other guy's in contention, Bryson DeChambeau. He did something that is really interesting. Um, today he took a drive. So the, the sixth hole at Bay Hill is like a big par is like a par five, but it's not like a traditional par five where it's just long down straight. This one is a par five that it basically, if you, if there's, there's a ton of water in the way. So if you have to go straight at the green, it's like a 340 yard carry, which means you have to hit it in the air. Typically the players do a care, cut it off. Uh, not as much. They do a carry of about 290, 200, 300 yards. Bryson DeChambeau, the first time ever, took the most aggressive carry. And as you said, he hit, you said, the longest drive ever on that hole. And he's been talking up this idea. Oh, trying to drive this green or get it down there. 370 yards. He had 70 yards for his next shot on a par five, which is like crazy. That sounds like something you'd have like your third shot yardage on a par five. DeChambeau makes eagle, uh, birdie. Didn't make eagle. He could have made albatross if he would have put it on the green, perhaps. In contention tomorrow, and then you got Keegan Bradley, Jordan Spieth was leading, unbelievable. Tommy Fleetwood, Janowa Tanan on McElroy, Haddon, Day, Bezodenhoit are the international names that are right there. But Lee Westwood has guess what? He, last thing I want to say is like Lee Westwood has only won two events on the PGA Tour. Uh, he has um, unbelievably twenty five wins on the European Tour. He won the Freeport McDermott Classic, which is now known as the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. In 1998, and then the St. Jude Classic. Now it's a FedEx St. Jude. I think that's now a WGC event. 1998-2010. And Lee West was like probably the oldest player in this field. Oh, no, I think maybe Stricker might be in this. But Lee West was 47 years old. So very incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see if he, how he does tomorrow, if he stays up there or if he falters. And but, did you uh, know that he has, I think, either – I don't know if his wife or his girlfriend is his caddy. Girlfriend. And uh, that must be it. Imagine – playing professional golf and have, that would be, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that's your full-time job in your, I mean, hopefully cause he can probably get pretty frustrated anyway. Let's move on. We'll, uh, we got another maybe uh, story that uh, Jake was going to share with you later, but the Corey, uh, corn fairy 
about a specific golf player in that tour. But we'll come back to that. We should, I guess we should now move on to yeah. the NBA. They got the All Star Game tomorrow, so we're looking forward to watching that. We thought that we thought maybe this wasn't even going to take place. We talked about how some of the athletes spoke out against competing this year, of course, with COVID. But it is going to take place tomorrow. The first NBA All-Star Game was in 1951 at the Boston Garden. Uh, Boston's hosted four uh, NBA All-Star Games altogether. This will be LeBron James' 17th All-Star Game. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jacob, his last one at the age of 41 years of age, competed in how many All-Star Games? I think 17. The answer is 19. The last one at the age of 41. LeBron's got 17. LeBron is, what, 35? I think he's 36. So uh, LeBron could pass that. He probably will. Um, But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that tomorrow. I just want to throw out another fun fact for you. Back in 2010, they had the All-Star Game at Dallas Cowboys Stadium. There was 108,713 people that attended that game. they got to get those. So that's a lot compared to how many people are going to be there tomorrow, which is going to be, I believe, zero. I don't know. I don't think there's maybe so, a couple. There's gonna be, I don't think there's, I think there should be more than zero. And I'm not talking about the staff or the security or or, or the coaches or any of that. There's gonna be more. I think there's very limited number though. But it's interesting how they had they got it and had it at. I think it's called what Cowboy Stadium. Um, or at I'm not sure what it's called. AT and something like that. But it's interesting how they can. You know, it's good for the PGA or for the PGA Tour NBA to fit all those players. Or fans in there, but it's like maybe not good for the NBA because they want to be held it at their, hold it at their stadium. But uh, the one of the reasons the NBA All Star Day tomorrow is being um, put on, which I've heard in a few podcasts, is that it's all because of the TV rights. Like the players don't want to be there, and it's not like like the people are going to be watching on TV. And it's kind of I, I'm glad they're doing it, but it's interesting for the players. So as we were going to do last week, we didn't have enough time. We got our draft. Hold on, I have a piece of paper on my desk that I need. I've been preparing for the rest of this draft. Um, we'll go through the teams really quickly. Uh, I was Kevin. I originally picked Kevin Durant, which gives me now I'm that being replaced with Jason Tatum. So he's off the list of other reserves. He's now a starter. I also got Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Joel Embiid, and Kyrie Irving. Uh, Dad, you have LeBron James, Bradley Beal, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, and Luka Doncic. So... That being said, we are going to continue our draft. And, Dad, you have the first pick. Yeah. And for for our NBA listeners out there, again, this is In-House Sports with J&J. You can have a little fun with this, too, or tell us what you think about our teams. Roberto, you can can, uh, clock in and let us know what you think. But uh, I'll I'll go out here and uh, with my uh, my pick. We'll we'll, we'll go through this pretty darn quickly here. But I'll I'll start off with uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Of the Utah Jazz. Dang it. Are you just doing that just to spite me? Or uh, I'm not sure. It just came to my hand. Yeah, so maybe. Exactly. That was the first name on my list. <laughs> you don't even like Donovan Mitchell. You, I you don't mind him. You don't like him. I don't You don't like him. him. He's on my team. Wow. Carry on. Shocked. Shocked you didn't pick. Unbelievable. Wow. That's pretty disappointing. Okay. Well, I have to move on. No problem. I'm going to take with the next pick, Zach Levine. Well, I like Zach Levine. Well, sorry, you could have picked him with the first pick, and I would yeah, rather have Mitchell. That's funny you took him because I like him. He would have been someone I would have taken. Okay, with my uh, pick, I will take. I uh, will. I will take. I'm going to go with. Um, I will go with the. Uh, um, 
I'm going to go with, sorry, folks, but we're going to go with uh, Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. Can't take him. I told you. I told you. He replaced Kevin Durant. He's on my team automatically. Oh, okay. My bad. Okay. Do, do you, you don't even like Tatum either. Well, I'm not taking necessarily the guys I like. There's not that. There's not a lot of players on this that, I, that are my favorite players. Okay. Well, I will take Julius Randle, the New York Knickerbockers. Yeah. I thought you were going to take him. And uh, good pick. Great. He's, he's a big surprise for the New York Knicks. Our next player I'm taking to call. Oh, I was going to say to compliment Mitchell because I thought I had him in the bag, but not to compliment Mitchell. Rudy Gobert, the last pick in the actual draft. And um, Rudy Gobert, he will be ever remembered in the history of history because of the first sports athlete in North America to have COVID. That's right. I will okay. take Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic, okay. Of the Orlando Magic. So Nikola Vucevic, by the way, Dad, I'm just saying you have to have Actually, I was going to say you have to have four forwards on your team. You can't have, like, all guards. But your look, your team's pretty well-rounded so far. You have one guard, two forwards. Next player I'm taking is, and I'm really happy to be selecting him, Jalen Brown, to compliment the other Boston Celtic. Jalen Brown, first-time All-Star. Good for him. I will take – Do you want me to, cut, to tell you the players we have left? No, I got it here. Okay. I got uh, – I'll take uh, Damian Lillard. Oh, I'm, I was thought you were going to take him first off the board. I thought that was sure. They were like, I thought there was two to one on. Do you take you? You like Lillard. I like Lillard. I don't love him. Okay, Damian Lillard, carry on. Okay, next player I am picking is Zion Williamson. Okay, okay I really wanted to pick him. Yeah, there was somebody before him on my priority list, but I really want. I really, I needed to get Zion off. I don't even know why I picked him. You don't even. You don't like Zion Williamson at all. I'll take Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. Great. Sounds good. One of the best defensive players. Next player I'm taking is DeMontis Sabonis, who is replacing ben, uh, Jason Tatum, who replaced Kevin Durant. So just to confirm, the players we have left, Paul George, Chris Paul, and James Harden. And Anthony Davis? No, Anthony Davis was re – oh, and Mike re replaced by Mike Conley. So, yes. Oh, Mike, Mike Conley's Conley. still there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll take Mike Conley. Good pick. He uh, he was well, – I'll, I'll, I'll give you my opinion on Mike Conley. He, I'll just tell you now. He was the player – he's like the next person I wanted. I had I have a whole team, but he was the player I wanted next. Um, like if I had to pick other players. Okay, so I have who? Harden, George, and Paul. Oh, my goodness. And who do I have so far? I need to see – I have how many guards? I, I think I might need – I have two guards. Two guards. Sorry, I need to double check. I have one, two – I think I need to pick another guard. Okay, I'm gonna pick. So I okay, I do not want. I'm pick, I'm taking Chris Paul. Oh, I don't even like Chris Paul. Who are you gonna take? I was gonna I was gonna take Chris Paul too. Well, you got George and Harden, two players you love. So fair enough. I will take. Uh, I'll take. Uh, I'll take uh, James Harden. Wow. So Paul George. I did not want James Harden. Um, Paul George is the last pick in the draft. He was taken pretty early, I think. Um, interesting draft that we have. So, okay, so my team, we're going to go over this. Okay, we're okay. going to go over this. Carry on. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and then Kyrie Irving. And then coming off the bench, I got Zach Levine, Rudy Gobert. Uh, I, wanted, I wanted Levine, Gobert, Brown, Williamson, and Sabonis. Paul and George, I didn't really – they weren't really on my A-list. I really wanted Mitchell. Should we do some? Should we be able well, to, at the end to do a of, trade? I was going to say at the end of the show, if there's time, maybe we'll do a trade. Maybe okay, not, but maybe not. I'm I'm pretty happy with my five out of seven reserves. 
Um, and then you, Dad, for your bench players, I'm just going to say your bench players, Mitchell, Randall, Vucevic, Lillard, Simmons, Conley, and Harden. Pretty Eastern Conference-y, if I must say. Pretty Five solid, yeah. Oh. The, the underdog Eastern Conference. So we will look forward to watching that tomorrow. We're going to come back. Out of the out of the uh, 12 players I won, I got eight of them. So I'm pretty happy about that. Okay, that's two-thirds. That's bad. We'll come back to the three-point contest later in the show. Some other did-you-knows. Novak Djokovic, um, my, one of my favorite players, and probably my favorite player, but as we've spoken about many times, he's now been uh, – it'll be the 310th week of him being number one uh, on the ATP Tour. And on March 8th, uh, which is Monday, he'll be passing Roger Federer. So right now he's tied with Roger. He's been number one 310 weeks. I mean, that's almost – um, that's like six years worth of being number one, right? 52 weeks a year to roughly six years worth of being number one. It's amazing. Tiger Woods-esque. It is. It is Tiger Woods-esque. Maybe Woods -esque. not because he was consecutive at number one. but um, Amazing. Um, he will be passing Roger. Uh, he won his ninth Australian Open title a couple of weeks ago, as we know. And now he is saying that he is um, his biggest goals now, his biggest priority now is the Grand Slams to pass Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal, both with 20, and he is sitting at 18. So, uh, you know, yeah, it is Tiger Wood asked to be number one in the world. Um, you know, Serena was number one in the world for a long time. We'd have to come back. I wonder how long she was number one or how many weeks she's been number one because she rings a bell to me. Maybe I don't know if our really our stat checker can look that up real quick, but how many times, how many weeks has she been? But uh, a shout-out to uh, Novak. Uh, just break it down. The top athletes in the world, and Roger, Novak, Tiger, LeBron. Uh, those, I mean, there really there are some athletes that do stand so, out. So Serena Williams has been number one for 319 weeks. 319, um, wow. But, it, but it's still not, in first, according to Wikipedia, she's behind Steffi Graf and Martina Navratilova. 186 consecutive weeks for Serena Williams. Um, and, and what is what does uh, Martina have all I don't know. Oh, we will get back to oh, that. Oh, actually... Steffi says Steffi Graf was 377. Well, and that's and, incredible. And Martina ahead of that? I don't know. Well, I'm well. sorry. This is, oh, I, you know what? I'm really, we'll oh, hold on, it. hold on. I'm getting it. Steffi, Gra Steffi Graf, 359. That is. Steffi Graf, 359. And, and, uh, Navratilova? She was 332. Oh, so Steffi's number one. Well, I mean, it's amazing numbers, the the the, uh, the women, the men. And so uh, so it just will we'll, we look forward again to Kate, the, trivia, uh, trivia. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. How many number – I was going to say how many number ones have there been, but I don't even – yeah, how many number ones has there been in the history of women's tennis? Well, I'll say – And you need to name five of them. <laughs> well, we'll do this for another show. We got lots Come of – Come on, really quickly. Five of the players. Three? Yeah. Three players? I can name – okay. Go. Well, Steffi Graf. Okay. Navratilova. Yeah, that's two. Chris Everett. Uh, Serena. Venus. Yes, you got all of them. Chris Everett, the first one. Serena, the 12th. Venus, the 11th. <laughs> Uh, what about Naomi? And then you got Naomi Osaka. Anyway, thank, good job. You got it. Naomi, that was clutch, Dad. I think Naomi will be up there not too long in a distant future. Um, and uh, MLB baseball, uh, they are not going to have the designated hitter in the National League. Uh, some people are for Very it. Some people are against it. You're against it. Um, I kind of like Let's, to see the pitcher go up and lay down a bunt from time to time. But you like that? I don't it's, mind it. it. It doesn't make sense because then you have the World Series and then you got one team. 
who like the pit, like some of the pitchers in in the American League never get a chance to really practice in game. Maybe they go to like the, the, the batting cages. I think it should be universal. I'm, I'm not all against the way. it. I'm I for am. It. I'm against. I know it. you've always been against it, and you know to have a designated hitter and to have, and provide provide some longevity to somebody's career to be a designated hitter. Um, there's a lot of good baseball players that have continued their career for a long time being in DH. Uh, there is also not going to be an expanded playoff. Uh, there's only going to be 10 teams, just like they've been doing from 2012 to 2019. So there will not be 16 teams. I kind of like that. Let's keep it uh, condensed. Uh, I guess it was kind of a fun kind of play and thing, but um, I kind of don't mind that uh, that tradition. Yeah, I agree. I, um, so if I can comment on yeah. that really quickly, to have 162 games and then you have a best of one, it's just not fair. Um, well, they're going to have the still the... the I, I, I'm against that. You know, you play, it should be a best of three at the I, minimum. I agree you with that. You play 162 games, and then you have a best of one to decide on a 162 grind-out schedule. Yeah. I'm against it, so I'm not happy about The that. Toronto Blue Jays are going to be the first Major League Baseball team in decades without a dedicated radio broadcast. They're going to be simulcasted from television. Uh, which means you're going to be hearing Buck Martinez when you're driving in my car on the way to the golf course. Oh, that's an excellent definition of simulcast. Uh, we're going to be hearing more. It's going to be those guys. Um, they're the first team. I guess there's, somebody's trying to save some money. But uh, hello, Buck Martinez. But, uh, you know, I, 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 well, I guess we'll see if it maybe for me it won't change how I like to listen to the game, I guess, as long as you're listening on the radio some fashion. But uh, kind of interesting that they're the first team in decades to to discontinue that. Um, I also just want to mention in the in the um, not the grapefruit, but the cac the the grapefruit league in Florida, the Blue Jays have two guys on their team. One guy's name is Josh Palacio. He's an outfielder. He's having a great preseason. He's hitting the ball well, and I guess he's fielding well. And they have a guy. I just thought his name was kind of cool. His name is Cullen. Last name is Large. Cullen Large. Cullen Large is a third baseman, That's awesome. and he had a home run today. Uh, Blue Jays of the future. We'll have to watch these guys. Large and Palacio. Um, this guy Palacio could, he's been around for a little while. He's had, he's had some major league baseball experience. Will he make the team? Uh, maybe a long shot, but you know, guys get hurt. So, uh, oh, and lastly with baseball, they had, a, they have a mercy rule this year in, in, in preseason where if a pitcher goes, throws 20 pitches in an inning, they, then the manager can choose to, um, end the inning. I think it's, yeah, stop the inning, um, after, just stop after, the inning. Just stop the inning, I believe. So okay, um, this, this that's guy, enough. Inning over. Yeah. So twenty this, pitch at bat, fouls ball. Inning over. I guess this guy Garrett Richards of the Boston Red Sox was playing Atlanta earlier this week. Gave up after the after the twenty three uh, pitches, um, giving up three hits, two runs, two walks. They took him out of the game. Apparently, he started the next inning. He had a one two three inning. So I'm just trying to shorten the uh, the preseason. That was some good baseball stuff, Dad. Um, I'm going to go talk a little bit more about golf. Last week's winner was Colin Morikawa, who um, just did – sorry, Colin Morikawa, two-stroke lead over Billy Horschel, uh, and Brooke kept going into the final round, and then it was Morikawa who ends up winning the tournament. Um, remember Victor Hovland, who took like who had a quadruple bogey? He ended up being three strokes behind. If he would have not caught, caught the quadruple bogey, it would have been a whole different story. So Colin Morikawa, he's a winner on the PJ Tour, and he has won four events. He's won the Barracuda Championship, which was like a stable Ford event. So a stable Ford event is basically where you get points for birdies and you lose points for bogeys. It's like the one tournament a year. It was an alternate field event. So when all of like the – this is when he wasn't as number four in the world. This is 
It's like an alternate field event, so not as good as the other. The, the better players were playing in another tournament. Well, the players who are not quite as good were playing this tournament. Nonetheless, all the players on the PGA Tour are amazing. And listen to this fact. Okay, I know I get off track, but this is an amazing fact that I told you today, and I want to bring it up on the podcast. I heard on another podcast that every three years, the field for the PGA Tour is 50% different. So, of course, we see guys like Rory and Dustin Johnson and Justin Rose and – and um. Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler. Oh, oh. He might not be there much longer. He'll be there. By, uh, go on, on go the players on. anyway. A couple of years, what's it, five years ago, unbelievably. But it's completely different. So that's why that I don't know. You know, I was thinking about alternate fields. So he's won like an alternate field event. He won the Workday Charity Open, which was like a regular event. He's won the a major championship, the PGA Championship in 2020, and then the WGC Workday Championship. And he is not sponsored by Workday. I think Workday. Uh, Workday sponsored, uh, he spawned, he's a big sponsor of Phil Mickelson, uh, sponsors Brant Snedeker, maybe Matt Kuchar, and then yeah, one time Davis Hill III, but I think maybe Workday should add Mr. Morkawa. And dad, we've got a little quiz for you. What is Workday? <laughs> because a lot of these PGA Tour events are named by like these big, like all that they're called, like, you know, the Workday, this was, you know, the Workday uh, WGC Workday Championship. This week, it's the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard. Last week or two weeks ago, it was the Genesis Open. Genesis is a car. A car. MasterCard is a credit card. So, Dad, what is Workday? Take a random work guess. Day then I got a couple other ones really quick. Uh, when you or, yeah. uh, go to work. Yeah. Dur uh, every uh, When you go to work during the day. So, it's, it's so, so that's the as simple as the word says you work. And day so what? And so who sponsors them? The workday people, like the, the people that encourage you to get up in the morning and get dressed and make the best of your day and provide a living for your family. Okay, okay, so kind of like a volunteer <laughs> government group. No, not exactly. Workday is an American on according to Wikipedia. Workday is an American on-demand financial management and human capital management software vendor. So it's something to do with technology. We're gonna do. Don't worry. We're gonna. This is gonna be a long-running segment on like we'll bring this back next week i got one more for you one more for you actually you know what that was good we're gonna leave you that with more okay, we're gonna time. we're gonna come back one more should well, we do one more okay, no we're, we don't have a lot of time today so we're gonna bring that back i'm gonna test you on All some right. other ones um let's discuss let's just can we discuss nba all-star really quick the event tomorrow um, we want to choose who we think is gonna win the three-point contest yeah we can do that uh, and then I got to talk a little so one other thing i've got so go ahead it's awesome tomorrow we got a uh, so many great events uh, of NBA All-Star. Um, we got, first of all, let's discuss, or let, I want you to, who's going to win the skills contest? We got Covington, Robert Covington, who's not an All-Star. I don't know why he's coming to this event. And then you got the All-Stars, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, DeMontis Sabonis, and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I got Robert Covington. I don't know if he's the there. Underdog? You're going the underdog. I don't know okay. if he's coming there. He's not, he is. Oh, I, I, I wish Covington was an All-Star because I like Covington. I'm gonna I'm go. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm not sure what what is it. What do they do during the skills? Isn't they that basically, a team thing? No, the skills is when they go oh, into back and forth, the course, sure. and they have to do a pass and a three point contest. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go with the Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Okay, three point contest. I uh, I originally we did this thing with one of our listeners. Uh, uh, what do we call him? Oh yeah, Roberto. <laughs> and I, I had who did I have? I had there's a three point contest, I had, right? Yeah, I had Devin Booker. He's not in it, so I had I went. Now I have my guy Donovan Mitchell for that. But I think Steph Curry's gonna win it. What about you? I think Zach Levine's gonna win it, and I believe Roberto took Jalen Brown. 
Yep. Be a Celtic fan than he is. So, uh, so who have you got then? Uh, now, uh, well, I want Curry to win. I think Curry's going to so win. But somebody, somebody already picked Curry. Okay, but for the I show, you're, all right, so you're giving. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then the dunk contest, which is Anthony Simmons of the Portland Trailblazers, Cassius Stanley of the Pacers. Don't know who's going to win. Obi Thompson of the Knicks. To watch it. I wish. Okay, really quickly, I wish it was these all stars: LeBron, Mitchell, Williamson, and Levine in a dunk contest. How good would that be? That'd be fantastic. Oh my gosh! Don't bring these guys back to do it. Why don't you bring Vince Carter to do it? <laughs> Vince Carter. Uh, Daryl Sutter, the new coach oh. of the Calgary Flames. Oh my goodness. We're going time. from all-star to Daryl Sutter. This is the <laughs> Bradtree Living's fifth coach, I believe, in the last seven years. Uh, in the paper, he's saying that Brad, that Daryl Sutter is here for the next few years. In other words, if uh, he's not firing any more coaches up to the players to step up and play. Uh, obviously, uh, he's saying this because if he has to fire another coach, his, it's going to be because his job's gone as well. So I would say that Tree Living's on thin rope and uh, as well. But what did you tell me about Sutter? But, but I would say that Daryl Sutter, again, coach of the Calgary Flames from 2002 to 2006, he was also their general manager. Um, I would have hoped that they would have had a younger coach from the juniors, an up-and-coming coach. Well, didn't you say that he has some, like, there's a case going on against Dan him? Dan Cirillo brought up. Uh, this You have He's to read Dan this one of all these. He was with the organization Los Angeles that – uh, that Daryl Sutter was uh, berating a player that was in the locker room, kicking him out. He was a concussion. He said, you don't deserve to be in here. Get out of the locker room. And he also apparently kicked a player. Um, this was not. This was about two year, few years ago. So, oh, man. Uh, did they hire the wrong guy? Um, the Sutter seemed to maybe get away with stuff. I'm not sure. Whether it's true or not, we don't know. Very, very interesting. Mr. Baron, our Calgary Flames expert, he brought up Daryl Sutter on the podcast last week, so that was interesting. Thank you so much for listening. A big day tomorrow, golf and basketball. Dad, take us home. I'm cheering on for Corey Connors. Let's go Canada tomorrow.